This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday. We have an awesome show scheduled for you today, and somebody's being noisy. Who's being noisy? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as always, Velvet Joker, how's it going? Hey guys, how's everyone doing now? tonight? I wanted to put a big smile on tonight since we're talking about the blue buffoon tonight. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and uh, Drew, how's it going? Here, while I'm doing this. I'm fine. Yeah. Here. <laughs> you you fine. seem so mellow, Malo. <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. No, I'm just uh, quiet. Jar Jar. Hey, I'm just sharing to the last of the groups. The, the beginning of this show is so much shorter than the other ones. You got to do something about that, Leo. I don't have I enough know. time. I know, I know, I know. I need to fix that because, yeah, I, I. All right, there we go. I didn't have to have that cool trailer well. that we had, Leo. What happened to that? Uh, we had this great mean, cool trailer. It was like this animated trailer that you had made. Oh, 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 oh. Um, yeah, I, I needed to. I, I redid it um, to the one that we have now, but I can add. I can add it back in. I can add All it back right. in. I was just curious. Hey, Steven. So creative, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'll for for you, uh, Velvet. I will add it back in. All right, I, I I'll appreciate it. Well, thank you. So, Jar Jar, we have a special guest today. We do. We we have a uh, well, a friend of mine. I, I I guess I can call him a friend. I hope I can call him a friend. We've known each other for years, uh, from millions of 
cons uh, and, and charity events and everything, he he does one of these great uh, novelty things that I think uh, is really cool because a lot of writers, you know, you always have artists doing commissions. He actually does these little uh, personalized horror stories on postcards for people. His name is Ben Goldsmith, the writer and creator of Seance Room, which has a Kickstarter going on right now for Volume 2, which you can check the show notes up above or down below. I'm not as good as, as Leo with that, so <laughs> it's one of those two places. But yes, Ben. Ben. Hi, guys. Hey! I think... Hey! Hey, um, hey right, Ben. Leo, can you play uh, my intro there? It's a, it's a four and a half minute clip. Uh, be if, much you, better. if you could, uh, no, actually, uh, I think, I think it's funny though. That you said we don't do the charity events. <laughs> calling, calling, you calling yourself. My friend is a charity event to me that I could oh. have more friends. So, oh, 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 hold on. Uh, I'm the charity event. Or... No, no, I'm the, no, I'm the charity event. Oh, yes. Yes. So, uh, thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it so that I can Plug the, po- the 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 podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go, go see the door kidding. It's a great podcast. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. Thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, you're just welcome. a reminder: the Kickstarter information is up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us. And uh, I'm going to share my screen real quick. Uh, should so- should I should I give them the 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 quick one one two on this one? Yeah, totally. Get, get it out of the way. Nice and early. Yeah, so Seance Room, for the people who haven't uh, read it before, they're each one-shots, kind of Tales from the Crypt meets Twilight Zone, and uh, the first four issues were a lot of fun. They did really well, and we spent some time in between. I was working on some other stuff, did some stuff for Mad Cave Studios, and I got a book coming out with um, Black Caravan Scout uh, with Alex Formick soon. And so I put a lot of stuff in it, but people kept asking, like, more Seance Room, more Seance Room. So we, with this Kickstarter, we're doing four new issues, and Burying the lead a little bit, one of those issues is a hat slash crossover that Tim Seeley and I, uh, yeah, that we put together. And uh, and then Ben Templesmith uh, of 30 Days of Night fame, obviously, among many other things, is doing an entire issue of the Seance Room. Uh, Whoa, so, man. yeah, so th- I mean, those two things alone should get this thing over the mark. So let's get people to find out about it and and, and, and donate. And I mean, there's this Templesmith original art up on the on the site right now. Um, the, the, I mean, just some incredible stuff, uh, and yeah, thank you. So, thank you guys for having me on, so I can get the word out. You also have another one of my favorite artists and friend uh, helping you out on the Kickstarter, Alex Cormack. Yeah, art is dope. I yeah. don't know if you guys know his work. I have actually one. Uh, uh, I'm I'm a very frugal person, but I did go out. Like I don't have a lot of commission artwork, but his stuff is amazing. And he did a, a an amazing uh, uh, He-Man versus Skeletor commission for me. Oh, and I bet he's he did. Worked, yeah, good. He's worked on. Uh, oh, what was that? That really big one he did recently. Uh, he Road of Bones. His, yeah, Rota Bones, and he did. I played the bad guy, and uh, Crimson Cage, which just came out on uh, yeah. AWA, which was uh, basically Shakespeare meets eighties wrestling. It was really good. What was that UK uh, UK one? Uh, Sync. Sync. Yeah, that one yeah. was really big too. Like the, yeah. the 
wicked good horror like if if you get anthology kind of thing really good yeah yeah he's he's pretty incredible i mean it's kind of uh a blessing right that like alex cormick is you know third on the list of the incredible talent that i've worked on with this kickstarter with these four issues right because it's it's like that i mean if if alex is like your base yeah that's you're good yeah like for real Now, Ben, is is Seance a continuing series, or is this a new series? What what's the deal on it? Yeah, so Seance Room, uh, get rid of that glare. They're one shots, so each one is like an episode of Twilight Zone, right? Like this uh, gentleman right here runs a mansion, and there are six ghosts that are all inside. Each issue is a full story. Someone goes into the mansion, one of the ghosts comes to life, and forces the person to face a fear secret. So each issue is a self-contained story completely. And then the next issue, somebody else goes into the sales room and a brand new tale of terror starts. Um, and, and ultimately, uh, you know, I thought, I honestly thought I was going to end with the four issues, but um, it, it just, people, they did, they wanted more. And, and so we were, we're giving it to them. Um, and yeah, so four new issues, but uh, even though this is volume two, uh, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you could read them six to eight, Four, one, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what order you read them in. Right, right. All right, cool. Now I got the backstory on it. Awesome. So, what, so essentially what you're doing is like Twilight Zone meets a haunted house meets what I wanted the 13 Ghost remake to be. And that's <laughs> I, I, I do. I, you know, it's so funny, man. I do get the 13 Ghost thing once in a while. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I, I love Matthew Willard. Anyway, so that movie just, it's, and it was like, the, I'm, so I'm 35, and there was a certain time where just like it was the, the House on Haunted Hill remake, uh, 13 Ghosts, uh, what else? What else? Like Jeepers Creepers, so kind of all in that early 2000s, late 90s. Uh, and I just love, I love those. Yeah, it's like it was funny because I was rewatching it, and I was just like, "This is good." And I was like, "Man, I would have loved like a series where we focused each episode on the ghost. That would have been like." amazing like when they did the featurette i was like this is kind of better than half the movie right here like <laughs> it, it would be i mean listen if if the, the producers are listening now you know the guy who can write that for you and make it happen we got experience you know ghosts <laughs> that guy um, i know <laughs> just uh just real quick um ben do you have a like a, a volume on your microphone are you able to t- turn it down or is it just like a one for I think, I mean, I, I can just talk a little quieter. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, it, it was just, there was, I was getting some peaking. So just wanted to check. Just I'm clipping. Yeah. I'm clipping. I, that's, that's not shocking. That seems right for me. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was like, I'm, I, I was getting crazy. I was like, I'm hearing something, but I'm like, I'm like, this is all working for me now. It's like, I'm going to shut up. Well, you know, I and I I understand Ben. You're excited and all that. It was uh like the sound check. Everything went great. So it's it's uh yeah. Uh, so so uh, dude, my wife yells at me all the time that I'm yelling. <laughs> it's also you go into show showman mode, right? Like you used to being on the con floor, like oh, yeah. hey, you know, you're trying to get the guy. Yeah, you get the guy across the way, but you're also trying to overdo the DJ who's playing next to you. Okay. Oh, it's definitely about Ben Jabo. <laughs> hey, Jabo, it's Ben and us. Okay, you know we happen to be here making this congeal a little better. So calm down. Yeah. Um, also, I like to point out something. Whoa, Jar Jar, I like to point out two things. One, you being like I feel like the entire time you've been very quiet. So I'm imagining you louder, 
and maybe it's the mics because you just seem a little bit more soft-spoken than I'm like, who am I talking? Like I'm, I'm horrendously loud. And then the second thing, how are you frugal? Every time we do a show, you have, oh, look at these classic comics oh, oh. in my background I collected over True. the years. You, you weren't here for the story. I just won a new book on eBay. Okay. Okay. This, this, okay. All thank right, you ready? for proving more. Now, now listen to yeah, Drew. You gotta listen to this. Yeah, I've waited okay, to on. get this book for about nine months now. Uh, okay. Everybody on eBay has this book up there. You can look right now. They're at like two hundred twenty-five dollars, two hundred forty-five dollars. I set my limit for thirty dollars for this book. I okay. almost got it a few months back. This lady was uh, willing to go down to forty dollars, and I almost, mm -hmm. almost pushed the button up. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? I can't do it. I just want it for total shipped twenty-one dollars. Nice. So I'm mm -hmm. very frugal. I set a limit, and I do not go beyond it. All right. I, okay, I have well, an allowance. Okay. You've only proving my point even more, but thank you. And the second question being is, what did you buy? Oh, oh, uh, the Flintstone here. Uh, uh, well, maybe Leo can bring it up on the thing. It's the Flintstones uh, Christmas party treasury. It, it's it's friggin' awesome. Like it's such a like I didn't even know Han Hanna Barbera put out. I now have there's three in the set. I now have two. I have the the Yogi Bear one right here. The the mm. Flintstones one's on its way, and the uh. Laugh Olympics is the last one I need to get. Once again, everybody on eBay has it at like $225, $250. I cannot of afford that. I, I'm, oh, I'm actually, first one that came up. Uh, for what? Uh, for the treasury, 486 oh, bucks. $486. Yeah. Yeah, I got it for 21 although that is graded, it seems, 9.4. Yeah, but look at that bend in, in the bottom. Yeah, I there. see that right what there. The yeah. You know that you know that's the thing. I'm sorry. And I and and I just want to say this. I've never like I feel grading should only be if you plan on selling the comic. I agree. Like other than that, you know, I think grading I, is just I, I apologize, any C D C people who are a part of the show. I think grading is stupid. And I think it's kind of ruined the time. industry a little bit. Unless you want to do it to the seance room. That's the only acceptable time. Exactly. <laughs> no, I tried it one time, and it took nine months to get my book back, and I'm not even sure it was the same book I sent in. Well, and then my favorite thing is, right. I mean, just recently, Joe Schmalke, um did a, a cover of one of his books. I think it – I think – God, I don't remember which one it was, but he did it intentionally to look decrepit, right? And CGC was mm. getting – People are getting them back from CGC graded at what the idea was and not what the actual printing was. So they get these books back that are clearly 9.8s because uh, they're they're new, but they were being graded as like fours. So they, they weren't even looking at them. They just said, oh, it's like shit. And then. No, I, I've always I've been a big like I don't want to call it a scam, but I think it's silly that if you need somebody to tell you what your book is valued at that just seems silly to me like if i don't know well, like yeah like no this I, is i, I feel like it, it yeah mm -hmm. no you were saying but 
I, no, no, no. I, I, well, I was just going to compliment this group is that this, it seems like a group of actual readers. That's the difference, right? Like, you're not looking to take them to the conventions and flip them, you know, to, to someone who just got into collecting, just realized that the Neil Adams books are worth some money and, and wants to buy the graded one. Like, you, you guys actually read the books. That's the difference, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, except, except I admit I read the digital now and uh, my books like go bagged and backed, you know, as soon as I get them. So, yeah, so that, um, Leo, Leo speaking of, did, didn't we find out last week that uh, something that you have like 22 copies of went up to like 30, 40 Thank bucks a thing? Did, yeah, did you Leo, investigate you, that? Yeah, Leo, you can't that. talk with your 25 covers yeah. of X-Men 1. Oh, okay, oh, I, I, let's correct you. I have 44 copies of X-Men number one. Oh, oh, awesome. oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. Are, are 22 of them on eBay yet? <laughs> and if not, what are you waiting for? Jar Jar will do it for you for 10%. Uh, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to make any money in the divorce. <laughs> If oh, I make uh, money, she'll she'll throw me over the coals. What, what, what about under the table there, Jar Jar? Uh, I, I, as I said, I can hook you up with uh, James O'Brien and uh, Mark Haley of And Sold It, who uh, uh, are very happy to uh, help for uh, a small commission price. They are a legitimate auction, and they get top dollar for their books. So, so I have a book. I'm actually a little scared to send it away to be graded. Uh, it Wait. first appearance of Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, Wait, which the first one? Yeah. Talking about the they, John Ostrander. They uh, actually deal the, with all that too. If you want to do that, they it, do cleaning, pressing, and uh, send it away to CGC or CBC. Yes. I just looked it up on eBay. It's uh, this issue. Oh, the actual oh, original, like. Yeah. The yeah. real one. Yeah. God, yeah. The actual DC Suicide Squad, the first one. Holy yeah. Well, the fir fir that? first appearance of Su uh, Suicide Squad. Holy shit. That's pretty. That's, that's how much an 8.5 is selling? No, no way. No way. Yeah. Wow. That, that has to be. Yeah. I'd rather mortgage a house. Thank you. <laughs> um, but hey, if I um, want to bring the focus for, to make Jabo happy back to Ben. Hey, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, j I am planning to back Ben's new book. Uh, I, I back all my friends' books. I just did Joe St. Pierre's for the new Zodiacs, and I, I did too. doing Ben's as well. Now, now, Ben, we get artists and writers on here all the time talking, you know, doing the same all type time. of thing you are, trying to raise some awareness for their Kickstarter. Can you tell, like, the viewers, what's a Kickstarter? What goes into it? How does oh, yeah. it all work? Because most people generally don't know. Rich, that's a great question. Because you, I think you do much like this, where you know uh, Leo goes the Suicide Squad, and, and all of us immediately go, "Well, which one?" You know, it's just, so, <laughs> right. so, there there is a bit of like an inside baseball that I think we all sometimes do forget that uh, even you know your 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 medium to to less collect people don't wouldn't necessarily know so that's totally a, that's a great question man you should host a podcast um the 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 what the kickstarter is the kickstarter basically is like a, a promissory note right they they'll you i set the number and the number for this project is ten thousand dollars which averages about two thousand five hundred a book 
uh, which is pretty standard. It's also not actually the amount that I need. I, I, I need more. A lot's going to go out of pocket for me. But, um, you know, I thought it was a reasonable amount to, to sort of ask people, um, and especially where the quality of these books, right? So that's where that number comes from. And there are, with Kickstarter, you're actually, you know, you're saying, well, I, I'll donate this much, and each tier has a different amount of uh, product that you're going to get. So, you know, uh, and some of them are really high ticket things like uh, you can go everything from just like just all eight digital copies. So every every issue digitally, you know, is uh, I think twenty dollars. And then the highest thing right now, and that can change, you know, depending on what I, ha I have some stuff in the back pocket, but uh, is actually for eight hundred dollars. You can uh, you, co you come to Salem, Massachusetts mm -hmm. uh, with with me. And you get to go to a haunted magic show in Salem, an old uh, abandoned church in Salem, and you get to go to a uh, a wax figure museum in Salem. Uh, all, you know, all oh, that's all paid for, obviously. Uh, and uh, and you get to enjoy the night in Salem, Massachusetts, with me, and and we go on a guided, you know, basically a guided tour through one of my favorite cities in America. Um, so you know, that's the big ticket, and and that also comes with all the, the physical copies and a special one of one cover for each of the books that literally one cover will be made of those for that, whoever gets that tier. Um, you know, so there is collectability elements to it. Um, if you just want to back the thing to get, to help you get it made, but you also just want the books, you can get the books. Um, then you can add on, you can add on the graphic novel with the original four issues to it. So it, it's just kind of like a piecemealing of, what whatever you want to tailor your experience to uh so that and and the and the truth is and this is the god's honest truth uh the buddha's on whatever whatever deity you want to to you know base this honesty on uh tom has tom cruise uh it, it, it all the money's going to the artists i will see zero dollars zero dollars from this kickstarter for me personally none uh mm -hmm. it all goes just to pay the artists um, and that's how I can make all four issues all at once. Otherwise, it would take the, the original four issues took five years, you know, because it's such a, a costly endeavor to do this stuff. Um, you know, so I'm sure people are like, well, why do you do it? And uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's because I'm mentally unstable. Uh, well, I, you I know, would assume that you're, you're, you're just trying to get your project budgeted, hoping that it gets some traction. And then if you get some good sales, then you'll start to make some money. I'm assuming. Uh, uh, maybe i mean maybe yeah oh hey that's yep there it is there's old harry and those that's the art so that's the interiors of the original four issues and so you can see it's like it's, it's a quality yeah it's a real quality book um it's beautiful and uh and and then obviously you know imagine ben templesmith doing an issue uh his his issue is great it's called harry's opus and it's actually uh the it's 22 pages of of actively trying to undermine anticipate and reconfigure your experience with a physical comic book okay. so 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 ben i i have to ask what was yeah. the comic whether it's book or series or whatever that hooked you into comics like what was the book that you read it was like that i'm that's it welcome to the world Such, I'm, I'm that wrestled. is who i'm uh, is that was that uh who asked that question? I can't actually see. It was Drew. I want to get. I just want to give proper credit 
to the to the man who asks excellent questions. Um, you all you all do. You all should host a podcast. Uh, it, it will come as a surprise to anyone. Am I clipping? By the way, am I am I okay? I it, it's a little bit. Um, but it, it, I I think it might be your microphone and not I, yeah. not your voice. So. So it's okay. Uh, well, good. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. Can I trick? Can we try something real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Total. I'm, we're gonna try something. I'm gonna shut these off, and I'm gonna do. How is this? How are we better? No. <laughs> no, it's, it's worse. Yeah. Well, I I I, 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 I don't think the microphone changed. So, uh, do the you way. have a microphone in those headphones? Oh, I think he's got. He's on his phone, right? All right. Well, my apologies. I will. I'll just talk quieter um so uh but comic, it will come as no surprise based on what i've said so far but saga of the swamp thing i mean it's oh, the greatest yeah. comic that was ever written uh it might obviously it's everyone everyone has an opinion uh alan moore but, i'm assuming mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> um, just make it sure. and it's just uh <laughs> yeah right no like the end of senti one no it's yeah uh mm-hmm. saga of the swamp thing uh it's perfection you know and it's perfection uh uh, like extended, like it continues to be perfect. It never stopped being perfect, which is such an incredible feat for such a long-running series. Um, and uh, and also, you know, a book like that, it kind of it gives me hope. When you know, you guys saw um, Multiverse, right? You all saw Multiverse. Yep. You know, no, can, no, I, can, no, I, can wait, I? Can I? Can I? I'm gonna go ahead. Oh. Oh, all right. Then I won't. I won't. Don't worry about it. But the, the, uh. for for those. For those who have seen it, uh, the 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 bits towards the end, there was some stuff where you're like, I can't believe that the Marvel tie wearers and accountants let Sam Raimi do this, and that's how I feel about Saga of the Swamp thing. And anytime I can see something like that, where you're like, the 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 bean counters were not involved. This was purely an artistic endeavor from front to finish. Uh, that just it fills my heart, you know. <laughs> And as that that book is just, and it, it's it's, I mean, the scope of it is huge. The 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 actual um, production of it, you know, because the, there's one thing to have conceptually interesting things, but then to actually achieve that, oh my god, like that book is just the best. Uh, sorry for the long winded answer, but that I mean, no, I get pretty no. excited about that book. <laughs> no, I mean, Ben Vertigo at that time was producing that. I mean, you had that, you had Hellblazer. You at least have Sandman, which, I mean, that changed. I mean, it, it. I mean, despite the fact that the person you just referenced, Alan Moore, hates the term, that Sandman created graphic novel. I mean, people have basically said it because you read that it's it's comics, but it's it's more literature than anything. And you're reading Sandman, uh, I mean, Swamp Thing. It's not just a story about a man who had the worst day of his life and ended up a swamp creature. It explores his humanity, it explores life, death, um, magic, uh, place in the universe. There's a lot going on in that. And that's the genius of Alan Moore is that he makes the simplest things, the most grandois, elegant uh, material. Uh, and like you said, that's why it, 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 um, it still stands the test of time. A lot of really great comics do. And, yeah, well, um, I... you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I hold I hold to if you said something that really sparked one of my passions before anything, I hold that you could maintain that pouring a glass of water uh, would be a compelling story, just the act of pouring a glass of water if you 
took into account the amount of humanity, the amount of backstory that goes into that class. Like, the, the, because it, it's, it's, I don't know, the stuff that I really love, and I think a lot of people would agree, uh, is, is not necessarily because they're superhuman, but because through superhumans, you are able to hold up the mirror and hold up the magnifying glass to uh, the, the elegant simplicity of humanity, right? And um, to, to your point, you know, that, that's what he did with that. He, you know, like you said, could, could be the guy on the worst day of his life, uh, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, but, but he didn't. It was like, what happens if, you, and he was one of the first ones too with that book, especially where it, it was like the, the idea that we, we need to commune with the, the natural surroundings in a, in a modernist time period. Um, and I, I'm not necessarily like a, I'm not like a crazy, like, you know, I, I don't live in a yurt, like, I, you know, I live in normal society and, you know, sometimes shower too long, like, I, you know, but, but the truth is like that book gets you thinking, you know, oh, I, I, I am not the center of this universe. I am a piece of it all. And it's like, from a comic book, right? And so when you said, oh, this is literature this is the first time you got novel and and that's i think that's the case right it's, you you kind of before that it would have been absurd to think i could have epiphonic moments from a comic book but now it's we're like we almost expect that it's actually the main thing that i think draws us all to comics as actual readers that like the, the stories that like show the humanity of, of these characters that are just like so grand and, and but it, they can be reduced down to this tiny, tiny just particle in the universe. Well, yeah. speak, I don't speaking know if that, that makes sense. Speaking of that, uh, I think that's a good segue for the boys trailer, huh? Oh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, boys. Oh, holy. Absolutely. That looked. And just before crazy. we get to that, I, if anyone's questioning the humanity of what's happening here, this is just water. I'm just thirsty. So just, oh, I need to say that. It was such a nice speech. I was like, you just can't oh, bring no. a cup of water. I was just like, I'm just kind of thirsty. <laughs> this is. This is my I, my podcast you know, thing is like Brad, Brad. You know, Brad Pitt. He eats in every movie. My podcast mm -hmm. thing is I take a sip of things all the time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I have been off the, I, I, I won liquor. I, I won alcohol. I beat it. I, I had enough of it. <laughs> and so now, uh, two years now sober and actually what Jeremy's oh, drinking. Nice. Awesome. That, Congratulations. Thanks. And, and, and no shade on anyone because you know, the, the drink is a wonderful <laughs> thing, man. But I, again, I was very good at it. So, uh, yeah. uh, I got, here. I got Brian K. Vaughn and Jeff Lemire to walk away from me at a party one time. Because uh, I was too drunk. Thank you. I, it's it's wow. pretty impressive, right? At the, in the same night, on the same night. So if and that, seltzer. If that doesn't convince you to stop. I mean, what will? You know, I mean, maybe add in Alan Moore. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Alan Moore probably game. would have choked you, Justin. Like, what are you doing? And I would have been so <laughs> happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Alan Moore would have oh, listened God. to him till he, till he talked about how much he loved the Watchmen movie, and then his beard would have come alive <laughs> and <laughs> like Zeruda. It's just like the magical entity that I believe it is. I just think that's that the, it's just you know like a Cthulhu yeah. That's actually the thing. 
uh, people didn't know is his inspiration for the tendrils from Swamp Thing came from his beard. And, and isn't he? Oh, interesting. He believes no. himself to be an actual no. wizard too, doesn't he? Yeah. Him yes. And, uh, that dude, uh, preacher guy, the guy who wrote Preacher, uh, Ennis. Garth Ennis. Is it Ennis? Oh no, maybe yeah. I'm thinking. No, that's of the boys. Else. Yeah, it's the boys, the boys, but we'll get to that. Uh, I forget who, who the, him and Alan Moore had a, a thing, like a little rivalry going on with this guy. They used to like put little like uh, uh, spells against each other in their comic books and stuff. I forget what it's called. His name was. Uh, yeah, he did. Pretty famous cool guy. Right? Wow. Like, more. God, oh, what is his name? World, man. God damn, he he worked on I think on. Um... Uh, well, there's a f- so-called feud between Alan Moore and Grant Morrison. That's, That's Grant the one. Morrison. Yep, well, they both believe they're well, like wizards first or things something first. like that. Which like yeah, all the power first thing first, Alan. No, that's been going on for years. Ever since Morrison is one of the biggest critics of Watchmen. And he has gone in on how dumb he thinks Watchmen is. And Al <laughs> Alan Moore has to be like, who, who are you? You know, and yeah. it's crazy because they're both extremely talented mm-hmm. writers in their own way. Like, they, I mean, don't get me wrong. Not everything Morrison writes is amazing, in my opinion. But you read some of his stuff and it just, you're like, wow, what drugs were you on? Because this oh, is Oh, and he great. was working on. And uh... then he did. Oh, the, really? the the DC does the show of it. Doom That's Patrol, the, yeah, Doom Patrol. Doom he, Patrol. His Doom Patrol was great. Now, speaking really of spells, uh, oh, yeah. Ben, does, does does this background and this kind of familiarity make you a Wiccan? <laughs> no, I, I would say uh, it makes me a Wiccan emp- empathist. <laughs> okay, all right. So you're more fascinated with the um, the lore. I, he's, an, he is, he's an observer, not a participant. Well, well, That's we, fair. We, we could also ask this: Do you weigh as much of, as a duck? Oh, there I, mm, I, uh, I weigh. Look at his nose. <laughs> um, again, we're going to Salem. You guys can come. No, I, I, I'm actually. Uh, I, I, it's it's so interesting because we not to get too deep into this because you know. Uh, who, who, yeah, who cares? Who cares about mm-hmm. what I think? But uh, actually, you, you should care, and you should care yeah, about finding out we're asking. what yeah. it's like on the Kickstarter. Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm a, actually Jeremy said it really well. I'm, I'm an observer, not a participant. Uh, I do not actually, really hold. That was true. Yeah, I, I do not hold a, uh, a a firm belief system other than that. Um, he, th- there's, you know, morality plays a part in all of our lives, whether you believe it or not. All right, let me let me put it this way. I believe in karma, but not in any guided sense. I believe that, um, like, if I was a, an asshole to all four of you guys, would I be on this podcast? You know what I mean? That's that's the karma that I believe in, that we as humans have any control over. Uh, and at the end of the day, it's, it's the, what's the, you know, I, I don't go to well, A, uh, but it's the a serenity, answer right? to that question is, how famous are you? <laughs> that, oh, that's <laughs> what no, I'm kidding. Point. no 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 you're, you're not wrong though well it's like the other day my fiance showed me a picture it was tom brady his fresh his seat his, his first year's rookie year and then tom brady now and it was he's just like looking schlubby and awful and then obviously he's a handsome god now and it's like you're not ugly you're just poor you know that was the the point right so it's it's like that's the same thing you're not an asshole 
you're just famous. There you go. Um, but yeah, so that I mean, the the Wiccan thing is, it's uh, again, it's like super. I I don't know uh, if you guys get this, but it's it's like show me, you know what I mean? Show show me, I'm open. Um, oh, totally. The, you know the thing, the things that I got brought up with uh, that that shit all did not pass muster. That uh, yeah. well, it, it felt... in, in in the other room, uh, my Harley is right now doing a tarot card reading from, oh, and, nice. and she has one of her hey. clients who's been with her for like a decade, and she can tell you some shit. There you go. And again, that's the thing where I'm like, cool, show me. And I'll, and I'll go and uh, and I would love to have a tarot card reading, you know? Um, I have so. the very same beliefs. Well, you're not life. that far, man. We could set it up. And I, I think we probably came up through the same uh, uh, belief system, too, that just didn't hold water. Yeah, the, the, the one where it didn't hold holy water. I don't know. If yeah, that's, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, like, ah, I don't think this is for me. Oh, man, all my Bible Belt fans just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's okay. I just lost but, all of so, Alabama. It's all my fault. I did it. <laughs> but but uh, two courses. Oh, no. It, well, it's, it's also, uh, I mean, my first, the first issue of Sandstrom is, uh, is, a, is, a, is sort of about abortion. So right off the bat, there's like anyone who knows me, that's your first issue like you're gonna find out real quick um man but what's that hey man went swinging right for the bleachers no shit right they were i can't i can't believe they let me go for that that's my first issue but uh the uh, the cool thing about source point press was when i started with them they weren't even with diamond um you know they didn't have anything that so there was nothing to lose which i think is pretty similar to that vertigo mentality early on yeah, it was um, like you and like Bob Sally's book there. He had uh, uh the Salvagers. Alien. Yeah, Salvagers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Bob's still a very good friend. Yeah, is he still putting out stuff? I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, he's putting out some stuff now. Um, he's got this book with uh, Stan Yak, who's an incredible artist. Uh, it is called Oh, it's a Bronze Punk, Broken Gargoyles is the name of the book, and it's really cool. His Ogre series was really good. Yeah, he he, he, was... he introduces all to Sean Daly, and Sean is this yeah. artist who kind of does uh, kind of like a Yusagi Jimbo. Yeah, was Stan more Sakai, of kind of Stan, yeah, yeah, more of a Stan Sakai. But if Stan Sakai was really into watercolor, mm. and and that's how Sean and now so Sean is doing great, and it's like you get to meet all these crazy people, and it, it's very funny to come up because I've been doing this for about maybe about seven years now. You know, and, and to see some of these dudes and, and people go, oh, my God, they're good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, we do. Me, it's great watching you guys, like, blow up. Like, because, like, I got to see you guys all at the very bottom. And now, like, you guys are rising up. Like, Chris Campana is, like, doing all sorts of stuff. And Joe's yeah. doing all sorts well, of stuff. Like, it's amazing to me. Like, you guys, well, Joe's never been at the bottom. But, but, but that's how it, it always is. And I feel like that itself proves the time and true. Because at one point all the greats were nobodies. They, you know, they were all people who someone saw the potential and gave them a shot and they worked hard and they aligned themselves with good projects and, and showed I'm a voice that's worth, you know, checking out. And before we knew it, boom, you know, I think the thing. No, please. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to drop. No, no, no. You, sorry. I feel like the problem being is that everybody wants to be, what already happened like oh i want to be the next kirby i want to be the next frank miller bendis all these greats and i'm sorry i i, I keep bringing up writers you know the same thing with artists oh alex ross um 
you know, uh, Tony Harris, all these greats in the industry. And it's like, dude, that's awesome that you can take inspiration, but be the first you, you know, write the stories that make sense to you. It's like my old writing teacher used to tell me, you should be writing stuff that you as a person it would check out on the stands. Right. You know, I, I'm if it's good, you, in, you in like you. 30 years. Oh, sorry, Drew. No, I'm done. I'm cool. Oh, okay. I've done I my, was going to so, say. I'm good. I was going to say, like, in 30 years, I know we're going to see, like, uh, Alex Cormack, like, be, like, a, a a a guy that everybody's going he's going to be a legend like his art it, it, you can tell his art is specific to him and, and it, it's it's it tells a story it's really deep it's really good stuff so, so like we can do, I, i'm we actually can do like kind of debating fun. hitting that 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 uh that reward there the the Alex Cormack uh, uh, commission one. I'm like, oh. great, great, great plug there. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, he's got. We got a couple of remarks and commissions on there right now with Alex Cormack on the, on the Kickstarter. And I can actually, Smith. I actually send you guys. Um, if, if if I leave for a second, just so I can send you something, because uh, Alex Where? Cormack and I have a, we have a book coming out with Black Caravan, uh, in October. Oh, nice. And and so you can actually see some of the art he's talking about. I'll send it to Leo and he can put it up. So I'm going to leave for like two seconds and get this going. All right. All right. Oh, that's good. Nice. Insider beats. Oh, we should probably talk about Superman at some point, too. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask we're, we're going to be doing the trailers, then whatever else, then. <laughs> like, don't go wrong. This is, this is good. But I was like, because I know, you know Mr. Pond over there was like, listen, we got to have a structure. Okay, we're trying to be, we're trying to tighten these screws <laughs> uh, uh, splash well, pages, I, I, everybody. Well, so, you know. so, I mean, the structure is very fluid as long as, like, we keep the sections together, you know, and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's very fluid. As long as, as, long as we don't we end up do like, the, the Prey uh, uh, trailer now. Yeah. I just want to say, as long as we don't end up like the time Always Sunny tried doing a podcast, because dibs on munching on saltines while you guys uh, bomb at it. Just, just um, reminds, boys, we're, we're live now. We're, we're pulling back the curtain oh. here. <laughs> oh. We're pulling back the curtain. This is not a, this is not a Leo Pond edit. Um... <laughs> We're doing um, it live. Okay. Well, I will say Six this. Post. I will say this. It has been a really good week for trailers. They've been dropping a lot of stuff that I'm actually excited about. Um, and I will say this. Um, the one thing I've, I've been excited for, but the trailers are just dope, is something Ben brought up. The boys. This new yeah. season, I can't wait. Especially now that I've read everything, I'm even more excited because I'm walking in knowing that no matter what the show does, and the, sh the show has been amazing last two seasons, I'm astounded at what they, they got away with, you know? But, oh my God, the fact that we're gonna get hero-gasm, I don't think <laughs> you can, for, for anyone who doesn't read this, who's never read The Boys, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. <laughs> I, I was more excited about what they totally downplayed, Drew, which was mm -hmm. barely any black noir. Yeah. And knowing yeah. that black noir is the counterweight 
to the big man mm-hmm. is very exciting to me. Indeed. And also, can we just acknowledge that I think Jensen Ackles is going to kill it as Soldier Boy. I, I, just the new trailer, just seeing it, it's so obvious that he's their version of Captain America. Yeah, but and he really wants to be a superhero. Yeah. Like, he the, wants this. Like, I can't wait to see him do the this. The casting thing. across the board for the last two seasons has been stellar. The, whoever's casting that show is, is on point. Yeah. Uh, you know, so and, and, going into the season, Drew, since you've read uh, all the issues, uh, please tell me we're not going to have like another killer whale type scene. Because that was. Well, I hope so. I oh, do too. Oh. I do too. Or the dolphin that wants to bang him. Oh, that was his, his story is like my favorite side story that's going on. Like I've gone through like such an emotional roller coaster with that character. Yeah. Just, oh like, yeah. When yeah. he gets raped, I'm like sitting there. Oh, like, yeah. oh my god. When she messes god, with his gills and shit. The fingers and gills. Yeah. I felt like very like violated for him. I was like, oh my. Like also, you're like you're sitting there. And you're like, oh good for but like oh that's like oh it's such a weird like yeah the the, the writing has been a phenomenal on okay there. I, whoa okay Bruce swinging the wine tonight <laughs> yeah that's not water yeah. I, uh, that, sorry that, man. that was a no that, that was a, that was a that was a big question so i was like okay i gotta take some liquid courage there leo <laughs> leo you're no spring chicken nor a, a frail snowflake. So I can say that, that whatever they're going to throw at you, you can handle. But I'm just letting you know, it it's just going to get weirder and bigger <laughs> and bloodier. Nice. And it's it's just, let just put it this way, Leo, the descent of madness we're going to see from Homelander, if it follows anything similar to the trajectory in the comics... Holy shit, y'all ain't ready. <laughs> I just I just need to say that. And I also need to say that if they are serious about doing the spin-off that they were talking about, um, which was I think Teenage Kicks, um, that could be just as great because that was the boys' version of the X-Men. And oh, let me just that. tell you, holy crap, if they do that, yo yo again y'all ain't ready but i mean again we have to always remember that they're never gonna 100 follow the comics which in this regard yeah. is fine because the comics are just fucked i'm actually like, holding off on the comics until the series done because i've done so many books before the show and it's totally ruined the show or movie for me that i'm like I, if if uh, something comes out that I haven't read yet, I have to wait until that's completely done and then go back and read it because yeah, Jeremy, I don't want to ruin. Jeremy, let me I put love it this being way. entertained. Yeah, let me put it this way: if you read the books, when you go to Terrificon in the end of July and meet Garth, you're just gonna want to shake your hand, his hand, and say, "God damn, I love your work, you crazy bastard." <laughs> And yeah, I've already met him, and I've already shook his hand for some of his crazy DC work in the past. Thank you, Hitman. Um, oh, Hitman is great. Not, hands down, but we're, that that's not tonight. But the point being is, mm-hmm. The Boys' new trailer, hands down, looks fantastic. Um, has anybody the, watched Diabolical? 
Yes. I don't I have halfway through. I've, I've watched four of them. I've heard it's good. They're I'm, really I've good. Yet to see it. That that first one, Jeremy, is extra spectacular. I love how they do them in different uh, uh, styles wow. each. Each yeah, episode. yeah, that first one um, felt very Bugs Bunny-ish or Woody Woodpecker-ish. Very classic. And, and, I, and I feel like, I just want to say this, I feel like this is the perfect time for us to have the boys because we're a world that's very, superhero culture is at the highest it's ever been. Everybody knows the characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, every superhero that comes out will get a new legion of fans, whether or not they're good. Um, I feel like you need this time to kind of still remind yourself that, like, again, they're just comic book characters to kind of dispel the myth that everybody thinks that, oh, if I had superpowers, I would do this, I would do that. I'm like, please, you would be I'd just be as much of a head as you are now, but with super speed. So yeah. the boys, it just kind of reminds you that human humanity with too much power just turns into, uh, let's put, let's call it as Butcher said. Everybody turns into a con. Yeah, I would want to be good, but I would totally go bad. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Listen, it, listen let's, just put it, let's just say this. If Leo had superpowers, there would be no more snakes in the whole world. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh wait, Leo, you hate snakes, buddy? He's, it's he's a long got a fan oh. of Margera. Uh, Margera fan. My, my, my fiance is... Absolutely terrifying. It is a very valid fear that we. Uh, oh we just, no, no, no! So, so, so he is a snake killer. <laughs> um. So, so uh, when I, I I had a very bad run of uh, luck in 2012, and essentially I was you know pretty much homeless. I moved back into my uh, parents' old farmhouse. And uh, turned out it uh, since uh, you know. Uh, it was unoccupied for a time. Uh, it became uh, infested with snakes. I I, I I was killing about a dozen snakes a summer. Wow! So you're you're like the um, uh, Saint Patrick, but on boys. <laughs> yeah. Right, Leo, go ahead, Leo. Hit him with the picture. <laughs> oh, you got uh, a picture of it? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's got, got some of his dead snakes. He's 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 crazy. He's Leo the Snake Man. Yeah, and then and then you know, understand Ben. He told us this so nonchalant, like you know, yeah, I went to the deli, and you know, one summer in 2012, I was just killing a dozen snakes a day, you know, just so nonchalantly. And then and, let's and get what, to the comments, and I was just like, whoa, whoa, oh, whoa. whoa, what the fuck? Whoa, Leo. Uh, so, and, and Leo, let's let's not forget that you know you grew up with the snakes fun. too, and your dad used to put gasoline in holes and light the holes on fire. <laughs> let's well, not forget that story okay yeah so so uh before i was born uh, i don't know if I, it was before i was so anyway we we had a copperhead problem up at the farm and my dad found a nest so he uh he uh, yeah he 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 uh the way my mom tells it is he dumped a bunch of gasoline down into the nest and uh, uh, lit it on fire, and she said there was snakes like coming out of the ground, like writhing on like like on fire. Thank you, right? Mm-hmm. Ben, is that not the stuff of nightmares? Well, like, so not- I, I'm realizing that not only was I wrong, I was the opposite. <laughs> he, he's not afraid of snakes. Snakes are terrified of 
pond. Yeah, for real. Yes. So, Did you have a well full of snakes on the farm too? Uh, the so John, the he's a John Wick of killing snakes. I'm okay, you. he's there. He's there. He's there, Baba Yaga. You know, he's the guy that you hire to kill the snakes, boogeyman. They fear all the, the snakes. Fear Leo. Well, all so the snakes was, for Christmas. They tell their children. If you're not good, Leo's gonna come. <laughs> no, they, no. Yeah, they, uh, they they call him the scaly man. If he's not good, the scaly man will get you. Remember so, that ginger. Watch out for him. Uh, <laughs> so Velvet mentioned the uh I know we're totally off topic, but <laughs> oh, are we <laughs> good stuff though? So my, my brother ha has a house on the land. So uh it, like my grandparents owned like the whole top of the hill. It was like a couple hundred acres, and uh, you know, they my brother still has like three acres. Uh, my family uh, farm is like on another three acres and my grandparents house is like on top of the hill still, uh, but it got sold off. And the guy that's been trying to renovate it has given up because it's so infested with snakes. Wow. Uh, he asked uh, my brother to uh, fill up a, a uh, old well up there. And when he lifted the stone, it, it was hundreds of snakes in the well. Wow. It's the Raiders of Lost Ark. Yeah, uh, I was What's going on up there. Oh, it, it, it's yeah, just an infestation of, uh, of snakes. Yeah, um, copperheads so, too, huh? Well, uh, so uh, after my dad uh, nuked the nest of copperheads, <laughs> he came back with a napalm after the copperhead yeah. genocide. So, so uh, the, the snakes that are up there now are uh, black snakes, like black racers. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's so, just because they're charcoal. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Leo's family altered their DNA. Yeah. That's an indigo Montoya snake right there, you know. <laughs> so uh, this one here was uh, uh, probably a little over. Uh, it was about six feet long. Um, wow. Jesus. Yeah. Oh again, Leo. Those aren't snakes. Those are dragons. <laughs> yeah, Leo, again, you just say this so nonchalantly. Like, this is something that's public. Oh, you know, it's six feet long. Like, Leo, uh, listen. He just pops on his fedora and grabs his bullwhip and his axe and he's ready to go. For real, exactly. I see that like, and I burn down the house. I'm like, no, yeah, you're done. Leo, like, like, Leo, you have to understand, you, you brought, you made something scary worse. Like, I'm afraid of spiders. <laughs> And I stupidly watched Arachnophobia, and Jeff Daniels oh, did the cardinal thing. He lit the nest on fire, so then the mutant killer spider is on fire running at him. I was like, you made it worse? It's already <laughs> trying to kill you and all of California, and you lit it on fire? Why don't you just give it spikes? <laughs> you lit the snakes on fire. You pissed them off. You are officially like condemned in the reptile mafia. You know, Ben's got three yeah. new episodes already, just just off these stories. Oh yeah, totally. totally yeah. No, no, no. This, what Ben's gonna do? It's called a snake on from. There you go. What Ben's gonna do is he's, he's gonna his wife is gonna ask him how was the podcast, and he's just gonna say fine and change the subject. Um, well, funny you should say that. For the last four minutes, I've been debating about actually telling her right now about what you guys are saying. <laughs> All right. Well, so so. Uh, just, just to, well, not to make things worse, but like, like, so like this one right here, uh, it, it was a hot summer day and, uh, you know, definitely, Rue. At, uh, Rue, come here. It was Rue a hot a summer day. Oh, come no. here, come here. Uh, oh, so, so this oh, one here, I, I had trouble getting, 
Uh, it was crawling up on the wall. I actually, I had two axes and I used one axe to pull it off the wall and then the other axe to dispatch of it. Can you see what that is? Can you see what that is? That's a six Hello. foot long black snake. So Leo at the top hey, of his <laughs> So Leo, his apartment or his, his farm was absolutely um, oh, by snakes. Oh my god. He killed tons of these. They had copperheads. His dad put um, oh. fuel down a hole and lit them all on fire. They came out writhing. And... I don't like that. that don't nuts? hurt the animals. Oh, you, oh, you said that. I don't like that. that. <laughs> I would torture them for being disgusting. What would you do if you saw that in our house? That black burn the house down. Book it. You just put a guess. Yeah, get out of there. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, I guess if it was chasing me, I'd kill it, obviously. Do you think so? Do you know what Leo yes. did? Can I tell you? Yeah. Leo? The ghost actually... would show up and I'd just leave. Leo picked oh. it up and he started kissing it because he, he they, they had a moment. <laughs> and then, so then after. It's <laughs> <young singer. laughs> no, ma'am, God, no. <laughs> Uh, All right, we've anyway. gone off the rails. Oh, yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. We're glad to feel your nightmares. Thank you. Sorry. Um, you're not happy. Do you, do you, did you, uh, Leo, did you get the, the pictures that I sent you? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Alex Cormack, it should uh, be on Facebook there in the little messenger. See, guys, see, guys, this is what we do. We make memorable stories so our guests remember us. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, you want to talk about snakes? I was on this show one time. This guy is fucking nuts. <laughs> you know. Well, it, it is. Well, I'll tell you what. So Jeremy brought up the postcards earlier. And yeah, that was oh, my yeah, answer. That was my answer to all these artists who were making. Oh, yeah. So this is Alex Cormick's art from the book we have coming out. It's called Ghosts on the Water. And it's like Maori Pirates of the Caribbean, basically. Moana That's meets cool. Pirates of the Caribbean. Sweet. Um, and his, his art is just absolutely sensational. Yeah, it is dope. Like you. The, the the passion, like everything is crystal clear. You know exactly the story he's telling through those visuals, um, his mm. panels. Like the next page that should have this like just interesting panel shots where, you know, the ocean and the top down of the boat and then you get in with them. Like it tells it tells the story visually and in time and space at the same time. It, it, he's just mm. incredible. Um, Jar Jar, you need a taller chair. Taller chair. <laughs> Sorry um, about that, man. <laughs> I actually try to keep the camera above me, so I'm always looking up at it, so I don't look really stoned. Oh, that's smart. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't so know. Working. I smoke not working at all. Weed. It works. <laughs> it's a fifty-fifty, man. Sometimes you you're like, oh, I'm participating, and sometimes you really look. Oh, speaking of snakes, look at Leo. Look at the snake on that oh, one. Yeah. There you go, buddy. Yes, Jeff. Uh, but, the snake again. We couldn't yeah. resist. But uh, but yeah, the, the the postcards was my answer to artists who can do commissions and writers really can't do commissions. Um, yeah. So I started on the back of these vintage postcards. I do horror stories for people, and they'll, so they'll tell me what their fear is, and then I write it for them at the convention. Yeah, Ben, that actually is so cool. I'm sorry to interrupt because I actually did a project like that uh, back in the day. I had like a hundred postcards, and I just told ghost stories on them and did little drawings yeah. and I sent them to my friends <laughs> and I, oh, I, I um, and uh, they were all like you know New York based and then of course uh, I had to get creative um, and I, I took photos and I, I made an album of it 
because you know you're proud of that and um and i remember i told a friend of mine i was like yeah i call them ghost cards and he was like genius I'm like, i was like i have my moments oh my you god know. that is I'm, I'm mad that i haven't thought of that one before that's very ghost good cards. Um, cards from the edge uh yeah the, the one time i did one oh but that so but talking about people's fears like like this conversation it becomes memorable and you actually you have this cool conversation with people um one time i did one and i i'd mail them out too and uh, i took strawberry jam and i put it on my thumb and then put the thumbprint on the card and it kind of swiped it a little bit so it looked like a bloody thumbprint that like someone was trying to grab at it yeah and and then i wrote help and um it got it, it got sent back from the mail because the post office was like we're not saying that. <laughs> that's yeah, a little too I, far I, I used to yeah. do mail projects with my friends, and I remember I had this thing where I sent a friend of mine who was in a car crash a postcard every day, and it was like nice. uh, all Ghostbusters-y things, and I said, I was like, what, what does your mailman think of you? He said, oh, he thinks I'm a psychopath. I'm like, I, I, I can believe that. <laughs> I've sent you cartoon demons and goblins and monsters and Cthulhu. Oh, um, but it's still the best. When I was big in, so. into the comic selling on, on my page, there freaking some of the guys that I was actually friends with, I would write little weird messages on on the boxes as you're sending them out, and <laughs> make sure you know put like, "Hey, pornos for uh, children and stuff," <laughs> and like. <laughs> The mailman be delivering it, you know, because they'd have to go to the door because it's a big box. So, you know. Well, what's like, that great so, uh... Mitch, the great Mitch Hedberg joke? He's like, my oh, my, my UPS guy is a is a drug dealer. He just doesn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> he had some of the greatest stand up. He did this one where he's just got the guy playing the bass in the background and like Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, we lost him so, way too soon. Way too soon. We did. So back to trailers, though. Let me just. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's let's go around the flaming snakes. Thank you, Leo. Um, and back to trailers. So I also want to say this: I'm kind of digging this concept for this new Predator prequel. Dude. Uh, Prey. I don't know if you guys seen the trailer. Oh, um, yeah. not yet. Yeah. yeah. So basically. The story goes, it's basically that the first movie was not the first time the Predators have been on Earth. So we get an idea of a Predator on Earth, I would say... Pre-colonization. Yeah, it's, it, yeah I would say yeah, it's pre-colonization. So American we get Indian. that. Yeah, Native Americans. So I'm like, that's going to be kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Well, because it's, it's funny because... Not yeah. not yeah. not to be one of those guys, but isn't it like the fourth movie where they go back to like Egyptian times? Did they? No. Okay. First thing, Leo. What you're thinking one. of is you know, but Leo's oh, is thinking that the of A versus P. Yeah, A versus. He's thinking P. A versus P. I, I, I bowed out. Yeah, I bowed out after Danny Glover, guys. So I'm. I'm <laughs> you know, well, I never watched two. You know. But I actually never. No, two was it. good. Two was good because two explained more that it wasn't just I hunt. It's I hunt with a purpose. Mm. It's you know, and that's something that the comics really captured is that the predators are always there to hunt. Yes, yeah. their their prey always changes. Well, also yeah. two expanded the universe because uh, at the end when he's walking into the ship, you know, you see like the alien skull. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you also get an idea that that they've been there in the past because they hand him like an old school gun that was like 17th century, you know, like a, like a, like I was a musket, it was like a handgun. So you, you know, there is definitely clues that you could go in different directions, but their idea yeah, of different directions, oh, we're going to, we're going to put them against the, 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 the aliens. Or, it's you know, gonna, you a predator we didn't ask for. Thanks, Shane Black. You know, and bah. But it's okay. We had predators, and that was actually passable. It, is Adrian Brody? Is Prey a, a, a series or is it a movie? It looks it, like it's a series on Hulu. Well, if it's, it is it a series, I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, it does look like it's a series on Hulu, um, yeah. and that kind of worries me because they just canceled Modoc. Uh, oh, and, did and, they? Yeah, and we yeah. haven't even gotten into it yet. Oh, no, we didn't it's get funny too for Modoc. Bummer. I, I still have to watch Hitmonkey too. Yeah, Hit but Monkey I mean, you, you look at Netflix where they're so canceling things left, left and right, you know, and not even giving shows a fair chance. I, I hope you know with something like this that they they do complete it. You know, I think with COVID, a lot of shows got Nixed. really screwed over. Yeah. Well, also, Leo, I hate to say it, you know, the thing being is that it's a it's all about it's the same thing as when. With when good comics get canceled, it's all about audience. If the audience is there, they're gonna, you know what I mean. But they they see numbers. You know, the companies are run by people who see numbers and profit. Yeah. They don't give a shit about comic book characters. You know, um, but so, Flash is getting think, season twenty seven. Yeah, right. What is going on on the okay. CW? <laughs> I didn't say it was a sound logic. <laughs> well, you know that uh, that type of show, you know, uh, Supernatural. And, and that's what you said, right? Supernatural season twenty. What? What's uh, season yeah, Supernatural. Oh, the Flash. The Flash. Well, Supernatural. Again, I, 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 I've said this once. I'll say this again. You should do a show with an end game in mind. If it gets yeah. pushed a little further, that's fine. You should have a clear ending. Like season five, we're done. Yeah, I fell off yeah. on season seven of Supernatural after the 12th yeah. time of one of them going to hell mm -hmm. and coming back and needing to be uh, uh, well, no, trusted again. No, Jeremy, you have to understand it was when we went from monster of or urban legend of oh, the week yeah. to That's Christian it. mythology everywhere. And I, I was just loved like, the monster of the week. It was so Scooby Doo. It was well, dope. it was yeah, because they're basically Scooby Doo meets Ghostbusters. Yeah. They had a little real story going on in the background, but it wasn't like front and center. And yeah, the angels and demons and Malachi and, and more. Speaking of, <laughs> before we get, because everybody today is Splash Pages, the 10. Oh, yeah. With Ben Goldsmith. <laughs> um, so, so, so basically, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, uh, Drew, I've but this, basically, you, you know, I, I said, you know, let, let's have a little bit of structure. And Drew's like, fuck that. We're doing like engines <laughs> everywhere. Leo, I don't want to say I poured gasoline down your well and lit you on fire, but snakes. Um, but... Can you believe these were in my hand? This is ridiculous. Oh, my God. oh they're much smaller than the pictures you sent me. I thought they were humongous. Oh, well, they're about the size of a oh, finger. Yeah, yeah, well, I see it now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
So it went, in, it went in this one, went like right through here to that. And then this one was, yeah, holding, hold on, was holding it down like that. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't realize you were such a, a, a hard masturbator. Oh, dude, it was hard. That, that you messed your hand like, up. Like I that, slammed dude. it against my chin. It's just, it hit my chin. It got shattered. You want your hand now or your i'm not saying that every podcast that i am on does tangents but the <laughs> product speaks for itself yeah <laughs> right that's right we're uh, award-winning ben that's why we're award-winning yeah, award-winning we, we well i boundaries are. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to get the the award rescinded tonight. That's my goal. Is to <laughs> force them to, to Kevin Spacey y'all and just take them all back uh, posthumously. Um, that the uh, I, I would actually like to, if I if I may, since trailers, I I, yeah. I watched for you guys. I watched oh, yeah. the She Hulk trailer. Did you guys have we yes. seen this yet? I actually oh. like that a lot. That looks super fun. fun. Yeah, we're looking at all and silent. No, it, it, it was like super fun. It looked like super John Byrne esque, where he was like yeah. a lawyer, but you know, She Hulk has She Hulk has got a was, I guess. Was no one, uh, yeah, I guess so. Was no one else upset about the CGI? So, so uh, something was going on with the Hulk's head, right? It's just not, it doesn't look that good. No. Um, is that what people were complaining about, Ben? You said like people were. You, you saw something. No, about, saw something no. About Frogman. Oh no, no. Everyone, it, it, people are complaining about the same shit they was complaining about. Like it got to be a woman who, you know, it's a, they. Why don't they just do the regular Hulk and the and the and the? You know, it's like the the, the same dumb shit, right? No, 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 no. My this was my personal complaint because I'm watching the thing going like, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's clever. Oh, that. Oh God, that's CGI. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the, the CGI definitely looked a bit off. Uh, hopefully, it's something that they'll they'll fix before this comes out. What August seventeenth? Yeah, they got plenty of time. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I the thing I just get a little worried about is this is the humor of it because you know I don't mind the shit posting. You know what I mean? Like you know, kind of making fun. Like oh god, I want to be an Avenger. Like I'm fine with it, but at the same time, like I don't want it to fall into some sort of trope. Like oh, look at me, I'm a Hulk and a woman. I was like, yeah, but that's the point. Like, she's different than Hulk. It's not just rage. Like, she had her mind. She was a lawyer. You know, the the differences. And I hope that they really play that into a way that's genuine and not trying to win points. Because that kind of humor never works. And those kind of products never stand the test of time. And honestly, Marvel in this phase has really been impressing me with the risks they're taking. And I'm hoping that they continue that because, like, we need a little variety. Like, the Marvel formula is fine, but let's be real here. 20-something uh, movies. We, we could yeah. get a little strange, you know? Uh, well, I mean, for the long ride that they, yeah. they're putting us on. Like, I, I like it. Every time, you know, 10 years to get to an end game, no pun intended, like oh, yeah. that, it's fantastic for me. I love like for me every time a new Star Wars movie gets put out or show or something. I love that the story keeps going. So like with this with Marvel, like the story just keeps going and going. I love and, and, that. And it's it's 
diverging, you know, yeah. and I think we're going to have, you know, rather than work working 10 years towards Infinity War type of storylines, I think, you know, there's going to be the overarching big storyline and then there's going to be a bunch of like smaller big storylines. Yeah. Uh, I, I was reading one thing where, um, Oh, I There's, think I can pull Midnight Suns no problem. At oh, totally. Point. Yeah. With yeah. like a side story going on. Like, well, I mean, they already are already introduced uh, Blade um, yep. and they uh, obviously there. Moon Knight. Uh, we we just, just need our ghost rider, Danny Ketchum. Where is he? Yeah. Uh, bring back Nick Cage. There we go. Right? That would be crazy. I was hoping <laughs> he'd be in uh, Multiverse. That would have been yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. As Superman. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, they were talking about, uh, I was reading one article the other day about how we're going to see multiple versions of Kang in the upcoming uh, yeah. phase, uh, phase, what we're phase four, right? Yeah. 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 We're four. But I, yeah. I will say this, though. I feel with anything, I always default to what I call the cabin in the woods uh, phenomenon. Cabin in the woods was a story but it also paid homage to a lot of great horror films that came in. I mean, let's be real here. We're all horror fans. We all saw it. We all loved it. I mean, no offense when you probably had it, just like anybody, we all tried to see what was on that board, that betting board that they had, all the different names and figure out what references what. Um, the point being is that you create, if you create a good story, you make it engaging and well-written and well-directed whatnot, you'll get the money. You'll get the recognition. You'll get the the attention. the The producers will make back the money they invested. The actors will get paid. You know, the audience is like, "Wow, this is something new." Instead of, "Hey, it's the same recycled garbage. It's the McDonald's of horror." You know, good, but then you're on the toilet feeling like hell. <laughs> the same thing with this. Just do the good story. Don't like do the good story and do right. If you want representation write it well if you want a message write it well then you'll get the people who will be like wow that speaks to me instead of i'm trying to win points so i look inclusive when i'm really not uh, like, well, again, then, then you piss off everybody you piss off the people who know that's what you're trying to do and hate that and then you piss off the people who do want to feel represented because they feel the hollow shell of representation yeah mm -hmm. so you win nothing I think they did great with Layla's character in Moon Knight. I think that was a, a great way to introduce a, a new female character. Although it is, they, they're changing the, the gender of, uh, what the fuck was the name of it? Uh, Scarab, the Scarab. Yeah. Like, uh, but, Scarlet, Scarlet Scarab. Scarab. Yeah. So like, but like, it's a character that nobody even cared about and that people are now upset about it. I'm just like, are well, you serious? So, so that, that revealed the two things, at least for me, and I, I've seen a couple of posts online where it looks like some other people as well, but when they revealed her, like her scene instantly, I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. And then you think, oh my God, how bad was Wonder Woman 1984? Oh my God. <laughs> the the parallels were just like you know like that was so, trash oh yeah but that, like you know seeing her on screen for like five seconds was like holy mm. shit if they did wonder woman 1984 like this it would have been phenomenal for real right. yeah like but, i, I didn't I, like either of the wonder woman movies but like 84 I, was i i loved the first one the first one was amazing uh, the the villain i was just like i'm yeah. not scared of him 
So, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I do have a question for our guests, you know, to kind of chime oh, yeah. in here. So, so, so Ben, you, you obviously love horror. I mean, your product, you know, whatnot. What do you feel about the fact that, that there's kind of more of an influence in horror and a lot of comic book movies? I mean, you had James Wan did Aquaman. You can clearly see his, his work in The Conjuring. You had David Walker did Shazam. He did Annabelle. You know, so you could see some of those references. And now you have Marvel, you have Moon Knight. There was definitely a sci-fi horror thing going there. You know, you definitely see more of those influences now in, 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 in comics, not just comics themselves, but comic stuff. Like, what's your what's your take on that? Well, I mean, I, any, any of it's great, right? Like, I mean, I love horror, so yeah, bring it on. Uh, but I, I'd say you're even seeing it more. The books that are doing well in the comic world are mostly horror um you know something's killing the children would be the biggest hit of the last year and that was a horror indie book right uh are you guys reading that how is that i i haven't like all i see is people selling it the it so like because i run the comic group uh, I, I guess it must be really good because, like, it, it's shooting up there. But like, I think nobody well, I actually think... talks about the story. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Sorry, I have been up. I teach, so I was up early. Um, I uh, okay. It, it's, it's, good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. You know, I, I, there's, there's obviously. I think there's some better horror stuff out there. Like, Sync is Sync exceptional. Is yeah. Uh, like you brought that up earlier. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, listen, and. and, and Horror, <clears throat> I so here's a here's a fun take. Uh, three conventions: uh, Comic Cons, horror conventions, and book conventions. Right? In in my opinion, from a sales perspective, from someone who writes horror, and, and uh, to me, the it goes horror conventions number one, book mm-hmm. conventions, and then Comic Cons. Um, and and the reason for that is that horror conventions, everyone is themselves. Like at Comic Cons, you, you do dress up and everything like that, but like there's still this, there's still a little bit of this trepidation, huh? Snootiness, kind of a little, not exactly elitism, but kind of, you know, a kind of a competition. Oh yeah, oh certainly, yeah, right. But and and, and it's funny because like you. Like someone will be wearing a Deadpool shirt, and then obviously the people of us who have read, you know, got, gone deep into these types of, like, <laughs> you right. But if someone's at a horror con and they're wearing an Exorcist shirt, you're just happy they saw The Exorcist, right? And everyone else is as well. So right. there, there's something about a horror convention that, to I mean, for me, is it's one of the most uh, ingratiating experiences. Um, you'll you'll feel right at home almost immediately. So yeah, horror. I mean. That's so you know whether and it, it never goes away right it always just changes it, um, mm-hmm. and the biggest thing is if if we are allowing our society to explore and express our fears through art and communication we're on the right track. Okay, that's it to end the show. Okay, good. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's end the show, right? I mean, there's no one can... right. That's it. Okay, roll the credits. Cut the check. We're done. <laughs> um, it just it was such a beautiful moment. I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, that, that's what it does, right? Nice. <laughs>
the credits just going. Um, um, <laughs> that's actually my buddy's bit. My buddy used to do that when, when he would end a conversation. He'd be like, and she said, I don't know him. Credits, da 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 Just do the fingers. I thought it was the funniest thing, man. We'll, we'll, we'll see if we can bring that back. So, um, Velvet, you, you, you're almost gone, right? You- yeah, my, uh, my power's running low. Okay, so uh, just uh, real quick, I'll, I'll cover a couple other news items just to announce them real quick. Uh, Tom okay. King and uh, Mitch Drods re-team for Batman One Bad Day. Looks like they're going to do several of them. Next one up is going to be Riddler. That looks awesome. Uh, and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, they're looking to reboot. Uh, and oh, More like the comic? I uh, don't know yet. I just saw that on the slate for a possible reboot. And uh, the last item... Speaking uh, of Alan Moore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it? Oh, um, DC. They're considering breaking off uh, the DC Entertainment into its own department kind of like marvel and disney is so like Sweet. disney owns marvel but you know <laughs> giving their own creative heads you know full control so yeah only 10 years too late like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need to That's, like pick a plan and just go with it it's like, basically it's basically like a copperhead still living at leo's going should should we leave <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Shit. you should have been gone when the burning ones were. <laughs> yeah, Leo, that's, that's like Leo. That's like the scene in Ghostbusters Two when the Titanic shows up. You're like, well, better late than never. Um, <laughs> like, you know, um, okay, well, it, all right, Marvel. As long as we get good stuff. But yes, I need to oh, say here something. We are. I need to. I need to say this because I'll be honest. I am not a really big Superman fan. Um, but I really enjoyed this, like as an origin story. This was this is I, Velvet. Was this you? I don't know. No, no. Uh, this was Leo. This is a Leo story. This is not a me story. Leo, you yeah. do know things, you know. <laughs> Good. Just, just just a little bit. <laughs> you know this 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 is definitely I think in my top five origin stories for for Superman. I was also think I realized something. We. We're kind of stacking up Superman origins that we've read because we read Superman for all seasons and now we yep. read this. So we got to do Birthright and Man of Steel. And then that's. Uh, well, we, you guys also said you have not read, um, uh, what was it, American Alien. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but I was like, this was fantastic. I mean, Six issues, not a single issue felt wasted, not a single moment felt trite to me, trite or everything. It just flowed really well. It explained really well. It had its cool moments. Um, yeah, this was this is great. So that's I'm good. You guys yeah. talk. Isn't that the that. isn't that the best when you truly feel sated by by the by the the size of a comic because so often. I think we're we read these comics that are clearly padding, right? Like it's meant to push a story. If yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I don't mean one-offs, right? Because those are the fill-in issues, but actual filler. Mm -hmm. Because one-offs can be great. Some of those are some of the best ones, right? Uh, The filler stuff. So when you when you get a six-issue series like that, and it is, it's you're like that's that was this that's what it was supposed to be. Oh, that is the best. Yeah, 
Um, Joker, you want to go first? <laughs> um, <laughs> you're dying, yeah, sure. So. Why not? I mean, honestly, I, w- I was kind of medium on this this series. Um, you know, Superman for me is super vanilla. Um, we're telling a story that we've said. To- Listen, it was done beautifully. It was a decent storyline. I think one of my favorite parts was actually at the end of one of the books where um, another ship lands and we just sort of see the uh, the eyes of his his dog Dogecoin, <laughs> aka crypto. Um, Dogecoin. <laughs> so that that was kind of one of my favorite parts, and you know. Uh, even I don't know, Lex just felt super formulaic to me, and it didn't feel deep. Um, it, but it, it was still fun, and it was still Superman. And I do like when they bring in the Legion of Superheroes, which makes me think of a former guest, Paul Kupperberg, because he was a big Superboy writer back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Paul's yeah, such I, a nice I, guy. I don't have a ton of stuff on this series. Um, I, I know Leo really loves like the Superman feel good stories so um you know i got a role with it I, I, not every not every story i'm going to read is going to be a, a dark oh, 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 you know uh, a dark trite uh passage okay. of time um so this was just okay for me okay what about jeremy what do you think i'm almost right there with rich uh like i think the art is beautiful gary frank like really his it, it really captures the emotions and stuff but i also was just i i needed a real battle of some sort in the, the, the it, like i i got the message the message of it and like and i appreciate that message especially in this day and age like you know it doesn't matter where you come from or whatever we, we all belong wherever we are like right. it, it, it's but like i i just it, 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 it put me to sleep a few times like oh. i i but don't get me wrong like it's well written like there there's good stuff going on there just i don't know maybe i'm like with rich like i, I need something a little bit more darker some more turmoil mm-hmm. going on in life i don't know okay and now leo what do you think uh, well, obviously, absolutely loved it. Uh, you know, Gary's Gary Frank, you know, drawing this in uh, with uh, an homage to, you know, Christopher Reeve was, was absolutely, you know, uh, amazing. Um, but for me, you know, Superman, you know, they always try to make him dark. And, you know, uh, I, I love this where, you know, we're getting right down to the, you know, uh, the, the red and blue, you know, just the the, the blue Boy Scout type of thing. Um, and, and the transformation, like, like, and I landed on this page here with the, the old woman, you know, and obviously in Metropolis, just, you know, being a, uh, pain in the ass, just hating everybody. Uh, and then turning, you know, um, it, her attitude totally changes at the end. This is just one person in the crowd, you know, just Superman giving that, that, um, just changing people, you know, just by his own actions, uh, just by being good, you know, giving people hope and everything. It's, uh, you know, that that's uh, that that's my Superman is just, you know, gives hope. You know, it's just pure goodness. Um, yeah. I did that's like, really sweet. I like uh, that. Yeah. I did yeah. like the, the the watching the parasite and, and uh, why can I not 
yeah, Metallo being created and stuff like that. That that was fun for me, but I just needed dark. <laughs> but you're <laughs> right, it is. Like you're watching Superman, like just by his own actions, like people's attitudes change. And just... So I, I pulled something out that I wanted to show you guys because this is probably my prize of, of everything that I have. Usually um, when people say that that scares something. something scares <laughs> and me, and it's it's actually I I did a favor someone they had a whole comic book collection their dad did and they didn't really know what they you know he was like I, i've got these boxes it turned out being like you know a wall of, comic, of long boxes so i went through them all I, I ended up like sleeping there that night in the room with the long boxes and and i went <laughs> through and priced everything for him and, and all that stuff. sounds like heaven it was it was pretty fun um it was unfortunately it was a lot of like x-force number one you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, but hey, got the Deadpool card. <laughs> yeah, you got the Deadpool card. Uh, but, but the the weird thing that he did have uh, was he had a lot of this really cool art. And uh, as as a thank you, he actually gave me this, which is Kurt Swan original page. Whoa. Yeah, and that so that was to me was like. I mean, I would have done that a hundred times for that. And you can, I mean, it's just, so I wanted to bring that out and show you guys. Totally. Uh, Did you because... know that a lot of artists used to sell those pages for like insanely cheap, like, I forget the guy's name that I met that helped a lot of these artists actually get the value for these things, but like Spencer or something, uh, but like. I, I've I myself picked up a, a He-Man page from a, a guy at a small con. Um, I forget, uh, pop Pop Man. It, it, it mind you, it didn't have like He-Man on it or anything, but I only paid forty bucks for it, and I was just like, "Are you serious? Like forty bucks yeah. for a like an original page?" I was like, "That's insane." Unfortunately, Dan Jeremy, most a lot of people didn't really know. You know what I mean? Uh, and unfortunately, that, that lack of knowledge yeah. left some people to, I, I hate to say it, to kind of be taken advantage of. Now, especially, like, he said Kurt Swan. I was like, yo. Yeah. Like, the DC, it's a DC great. You know, um, you know, which is later on when people realized how important it was, it was like, okay, yeah, you kind of need to give Kirby's estate back the pages that you have of his work because they oh, yeah. deserve them. You know what I mean? And it, it, Jeremy, it always comes down to money, man. You oh, know? yeah. But that's funny. Then you have people who then charge too much. So it's just like, you know, again, it's 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 like what, what Ben was saying is there needs to be a better understanding of this is a fan who this matters to, who will spend some money. This is not somebody who's going to buy this just so he can flip it and collect the dough and leave yeah. you sky. This is someone who will treasure this. Well, which then what that does too is unfortunately it double ruins things for fans because it takes it takes it out of the fans' hands, but it also ups the market because what they're doing is obviously they're adding on top of that. So and every time that they do that, the market it just gets higher and higher. It's like that that yeah. bit of inflation, right? So it's like then it then the people who do want it can't get things for that forty dollar price anymore. And then we now think of original art as something that's essentially unobtainable. Uh you know, but yeah, I mean well, speaking it, of speaking of money, everyone go donate to the Kickstarter for oh, Seance yeah. Room. <laughs> in the show notes oh, up cool. above or down below. Yeah, totally. Watching the show. 
I, I just want to say one thing real quick about market. You know, the comic market, you know, it, it raises due to, you know, popularity and there's a realism behind it because there are so many fans. Uh, unlike, you know, we've seen the video game market, the retro game market, like value explode. Oh, yeah. uh, and it's turning out that it's actually fake. It's uh, mm. they're finding out one of the grading companies was working with uh, some of the larger sellers to move oh. the market. I, I always am like, there's no mm. checks and balances going on with those guys. Like, yeah. Like a lot of people give PGX a lot of shit because back in the day they had something with some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle book got swapped out, whatever. It was like 20 years ago. I, I've seen the same kind of things go on with CGC and CBCS. And because they're these like big names in the industry, people kind of just sweep it under the rug. And I'm just like, it, it, like I know with the the toys, it's crazy. Like I want to get my Boba Fett graded and cased because, like, it, it's I I know it's like silly to have it sitting out in the box, and I want to preserve it forever. But like, dude, it's like a few hundred dollars to get that done, and I'm just oh, like, wow. it's ridiculous. I'm like, I I don't know, no thanks. I, I think uh, it, it's again is you have to also realize that everything. It, again, in an ideal world, everything would be free, but we're not living that world. Everything's going to cost money in order to do well, anything. I don't want but, it to be free, but I want it to be reasonable. No, but that's the problem is that, to you know, again, it's always about like again, it's always about we what we think is reasonable is definitely not reasonable for someone else, and it's just it's how the way the world is. I mean, hell, back in the day, you could go to a convention bring a stack of comics and the creator would love it. Now it's, oh, yeah. all right, well, that's the comic. And I was like, yeah. cool. <laughs> My bank account says no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to wrap things up here, but real quick, uh, crowbars for uh, Superman's secret origin. Well Velvet said 3.85 because he thought he was going to be gone by now. Yeah, so I thought my, my, I was going to bounce before we ended, but uh, yeah, 3.85 again for the same reasons. It was an okay story. It was beautiful. And my, my one question is, because Leo brought up that, um, you know, they 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 very much made him look like Christopher Reeves. Now, is that a marketing tool or is that an homage or is it both? Uh, yeah, I think it was an homage. Um, I'd have to look at when it came out and when he passed away. Um well, this was during the new fifth. This is the new. Uh, yeah, I think it was right? like 2011 or something like that. Uh, yeah, this takes place like... in New Earth. They said mm. New hmm. Earth. Whatever happened? Old I'm going with homage. Homage. Prime. Yeah. All right. So if I'm I'm a 3.85, Drew, what are you calling this? Uh, I'm gonna give it a four. I I enjoyed it. Um. Again, I, I never really I give very rarely fives. Um, it's a solid read. As a Superman fan, you definitely enjoy it. Uh, Jeff Johns definitely ties in a lot of early origin things. Um, there's some sweet moments. There are some wonderfully Superman-esque moments. Um, a Lex Luthor lottery sounds terrifying to me. <laughs> and, um, you, you know, and 
honestly, and honestly, long live Legion. Yeah. There you go. Jeremy. I'm going to go 3.5. The art was beautiful. The story was... Uh, Drew said it best. If you're a Superman fan, you're going to enjoy this, I think. Because it really is a Superman story. Like, And it's a good Superman story. The good origin tell it, telling. So 3.5. Okay. Uh Ben, I know it's been a little while since you read it, uh, but it seems like you are a Superman fan. What what would you give it out of uh, five crowbars? Out of five crowbars, uh, out of curiosity, what else got fives before? Just so I know kind of where we are. Do we remember? Uh, King, or has it been, been too King, long? Kingdom White Knight. I gave White Knight five crowbars. I, okay, gave, White... I gave Kingdom Come five, uh, five crowbars. Um, okay. So real, sorry. So realistically, in uh, like, so I love the story, and actually, I love the way Leo put it too. Where, because I do, I love. I'm like lately, I find myself watching a lot of videos, you know, where it's it's like good things or people being good to each other because I need that. And um, when when they make him edgy, that's not who he is. He's the guy who you want to feel. Like you said, he's he's a leader by action. Like to me, he was always. It was like him and Aragon had a lot in common from Lord of the Rings, where it's like. These are not people who sought greatness, but had greatness thrust upon them. And nice. then just through action, you know, and this story does a great job of that. So, uh, but, but then again, with kingdom come at the top, it's like, uh, all right. So, you know, on a realistic level, I'm going to give it th- three, seven, five. Okay. And that's that. And that's a good, like, I mean, I mean that in the, in like pushing, pushing. Hey, above a three is kind of good. Like, yeah, that's like I, above mediocre, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, the lowest I think we've ever given a book was two point seven five. Oh, what so, was that? I have no fucking idea. I know we. <laughs> you you yeah. know, I I we I should really start tracking these. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. No. So we can do graphs and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, charts and graphs, because that's yeah. your thing. Pie <laughs> you know? uh, charts. There we go. Um, tableau, if you're really geeky, but uh, yeah. anything, to, <laughs> anything to make you it got coil it in there, around, right, Leo? What's that? You know, anything to make it coil around, you know, snake oh, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Ben, were you laughing because of uh, you know, Tableau, or you, that was something else? I do, and I appreciate you. You like you, you blitzkrieg did in, just got, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I switched uh, d- departments at work, and they uh, they actually took my tableau away. And I, I yeah, I, I got to get it back. Uh, bastards! I, I love tableau. Uh, but, anyway, but, but it's my but it's my stapler. It's, it's my tableau. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so I I looked back, and apparently I bought this uh, graphic novel twice so far. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh so uh yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a 4.8 i absolutely love it uh you know christopher reeve is, is is my superman and and just having that homage uh but and i love the story as well so uh yeah 4.8 4. for me okay. leo do do you use clz or anything like that to track your okay because i used to do that a lot too i i have like four copies of swamp thing number seven and yeah. i'm just like uh, oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, I. The only thing is, I haven't uh, tracked anything I bought within like uh, during the pandemic. 
So I, I got to. Oh, I'm right on top of that. I yeah. click as soon as it comes in. I'm like, click CLZ. Man, you guys are so ahead of, you guys are so ahead of me. I just have an Excel sheet. I just kind of oh. I just put everything in. You know, uh, I bought the CLZ thing. Like, I paid. I think it was like 15 bucks for the lifetime thing or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, and you can I, scan it in. You can scan. Yeah, it in. yeah, yeah. Oh, I love like, that. With the barcode, was, like when I was first doing it, the oh yeah. my god, that was such a lifesaver. Yeah, it's fine. I'm, I'm old school, you know. It's whatever. But all right, so Lee, are we doing this where we say who we are, what we do, and links? And yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. Uh, just want to remind everybody definitely check out in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching or listening to us, to uh, check out the Kickstarter for Seance Room Volume Two. It has 27 days to go, so uh, definitely go support Ben. Uh, you know, we love supporting indie artists and uh, local guys as well. So definitely, uh, yeah. You know, yeah uh give so, him uh, some money yeah oh yeah hell yeah uh, and uh like i said links in the show notes up above or down below depending on where you're watching or listening to us seance room volume two and uh where ben where can they get uh the first part of seance room uh you can get well you can get it in the kickstarter there is a tier where you can add on the original graphic novel Ooh. um so i would yeah. do that uh, so then you, you are, can also get it remarked and everything. There's so right. many wonderful tiers. Um, so I, if you are looking to do that, that's the way to do it right now. Uh, but if you have to be that way about it, it is on Amazon uh, and it is uh, through SourceFrank's website. Uh, more more <laughs> importantly, uh, to come to my Instagram, uh, which is at Mr. Ben, A-U-M-R-B-E-N-A-U. Uh, and and just send me a message and we'll talk about it. But uh, guys, I, I want to, uh, in from a sincere place, say thank you for a really enjoyable conversation uh, that I would have happily had. You know, even off the podcast, I felt like this was just like hanging out with you guys. That was it was great. Well, awesome. uh, glad you enjoyed it. We love nerding out every Tuesday night on the splash pages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben, you're welcome to join us anytime you want. You know, just uh, you know, it's, we we love chatting with you, and this was definitely a, a very enjoyable uh, evening. I was gonna say afternoon, but uh, so uh, Instagram—that's your your place of choice that you like people to interact with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I answer back everything, everyone, uh, and uh, and you know, just uh, go go uh, kill some snakes, guys. Kill some snakes. There's too, there's too many. They think they own this world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're uh, just called Leo. He's a murderer. Yeah, there, there's, there's actually more to the story, but I won't say it right now. Oh, <laughs> good God. God. <laughs> time, Leo. This is hour six. Oh, yeah, of yeah. The... <laughs> actually, I, I just want to say this real quick. How I found out that there was an infestation. I heard a crash in the back. Uh, so I go into the back room. There's these two huge snakes mating, and they're thrashing <laughs> all about. <laughs> oh my god, that snake was horn. yeah. Not only is he a snake killer, he's a snake voyeur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well man, speaking of infestations, I keep reading about Boston is having a real big problem with rats. Are really? you having any problems with rats? Wait, so, so you're from New York, right? Originally, yes. Originally, are you referring to Red Sox fans or the actual creatures? Oh, damn. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> literally talking about in Boston. I keep reading these articles. That, oh, yeah. Like, actually, there's all these rat infestations. Of rats are taking over apartment buildings and going over um, it, all the time, which become unusable. 
No, it's it's uh, uh it's not that bad. It's not as bad as they want. Like obviously, it's more fun to think that the the city is going to crumble underneath itself because of the rat, you know. But uh, I mean, it's like it's a city, right? So there's going to be rats everywhere. Um, the uh, the I'd say what's the real problem with Boston? I I would say it's the, the streets. <laughs> uh, the streets. I'd say it's the college uh, kids because they now everything is about I'd say a thousand dollars more expensive per month. Yeah. Because of the uh, all the college kids are now, it's it's Boston's a weird place, man. Boston's a place where it's got so much history, and yet is the most expensive place in the entire. Like I think per capita, it's worse than New York. Um, it's just awful, and uh, that's uh, it's a weird place, man. If you guys, I mean, it's a weird place. I grew up yeah, we're, we're that this him. this. Everything's a small fortune. It's six hundred thousand dollars to get anything decent. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. Out yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird. Forget it. By you, you're looking at one point two million for like like a two bedroom apartment. Dude, I know. yeah. Wow. I saw the other day uh, a single bedroom apartment, even out my way out Western Mass, was like twelve hundred dollars. I was like, what? <laughs> How do people afford that? I, I just. They don't write comics for a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we have a one-bedroom apartment. It's almost seventeen hundred bucks a month. It's, it goes up every year. God damn, rich. Yeah, I don't. The, it, it's interesting. Boston's an interesting place. It, it is one of those places too where people are like, "Oh, cool, you live in Boston." Yeah. And I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> uh, I was I was born here, so I you know I stayed in. Uh, and it's an, it's 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 a actually I would love at some point to do a comic a graphic novel sort of about like how this place has changed the, i'll say i'll leave i'll leave on this the if you ever really want to know about boston if you truly truly want to get to the essence the heart of what boston is in 2022 go back and watch the episode where the simpsons moved to boston and there's a part of it where bart uh, is so excited to be a townie you know and he's like i'm gonna get in with the, you know and i'm gonna become like a, a, a underground you know irish mob and and uh you know black mass whitey bulger and he goes and he, he goes to this and there's a truck and the people are loading the truck at night in the back alley and he's like all right this is my chance and uh, he gets up closer and, and they're mit students and they're loading up textbooks <laughs> <laughs> you know so i i mean that's that's it's a very funny episode but it's very true um so yeah no no uh you know don't worry rats are i think we're okay with rats right now all right so you can still get your uh, your beautiful chocolates in cambridge and do what you got to do <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> awesome. uh, jar jar did you give your uh deets your uh... uh no uh we are in the process of revamping but we are still at this point called comic book lovers buy sell trade and auction please visit us on facebook we are one of the most trusted facebook buy sell trade pages and uh there yeah yeah and and go check out ben's uh kickstarter awesome uh and uh it looks like we, we... killed drew yeah no we uh lost... oh, oh drew pillow <laughs> uh, we, we, we lost uh velvet uh so yeah you... velvet <laughs> drew's uh, gone mad yeah hello <laughs> hi so when i'm not somehow being a pillow you can find me on facebook you can find me on instagram ghostbuster man 1984 i also do things with screen rant where i write articles and i love your articles and, and also i'm here uh, i'm here every tuesday 
where these guys have yet to kick me off the show despite the fact that I talk too much, probably swear too much, and mock them on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> I'm generally a pretty nice guy, but as you can tell, it's past my bedtime and I have lost my goddamn shit. So, <laughs> so, so, so point being is, you know, end the show, end the show, end the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. We ran a little late. Uh, so, yeah, for me, just Google Leo Bahan. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. Uh, but follow these awesome people. And uh, Velvet Joker disappeared. Uh, his battery must have died. You can find him over on Facebook as Bagel Bar. And uh, also Velvet Joker 21. And uh, also, I think you can find him as Ghostbuster Man 1984. Uh, but yeah, I run a little thing called the Dorkin and Podcast Network. We got about 40 shows on the network and growing. Uh, we, we have, uh, we're in talks with about five new shows to join the network. So a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff and some awesome stuff coming this year. And uh, with that, we'll catch you guys later. Yeah. See you in the show. Bye. 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 Bye.